Well, very good Sunday morning to you. I'm Melissa Moore. Thank you for being here today for Mile High Magazine. And I've had my next guest on before. Always enjoy our conversation. Dr. Angela Tran, she is a nutrition expert, and she's with Denver Weight Loss Clinic. Dr. Tran, good morning to you. Good morning. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, thank you so much for being here. And I know we're going to talk a lot about sleep. And sleep is one of those things. When you don't get enough of it, it just affects everything, doesn't it? Absolutely. Especially this time of the year, we're entering winter. It's getting darker. I really want to emphasize the importance of sleep and how it really relates to your health. Well, let's start with that. How can a lack of sleep, how does it impact your health when you when you don't get enough sleep? Oh, my goodness. You know, as a medical weight loss expert, believe it or not, we prioritize sleep just as important as diet and exercise. Now, the statistics show that one in three Americans actually have trouble sleeping and that lack of sleep, believe it or not, can contribute to weight gain. It can put you at risk for diabetes and high blood pressure. And if you just don't sleep over time, it can really also contribute to your thinking, your memory, and even mental health. I mean, those are a lot of big issues. How does that Mm -hmm. lack of sleep, how is that impacting weight loss? Let's start with that one. Yeah, so, you know, during sleep, believe it or not, you know, we have four stages of sleep. And what happens is that there's, it's so magical because I always tell patients, look, sleep is not just for rest, but it is for restoration. You'd be, you'd be amazed at how your body is balancing a variety of hormones. You know, the audience is familiar with cortisol that, you know, contributes to stress. Serotonin is a very common brain hormone that controls your mood. And for our patients, there are other hormones that can control your hunger. So again, if you're not sleeping, just understand that the more hours that you are awake, the more demand you are putting on your body. And it's actually working harder than you want it to. And that's why you're developing health problems because of it. Is that how it ties in? Because you also mentioned high blood pressure and diabetes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, people don't realize your blood sugar levels are fluctuating throughout the nighttime. Again, there's so many cells and transportation, a lot of things going on scientifically. But what happens is is that, gosh, if you have a dysregulation of your blood sugar, hey, guess what? That can actually wake you up Mm. or even keep you from falling asleep. And again, people live through this undiagnosed. And that's why I really want to emphasize the importance of getting checked at your doctor because things can really develop problems down the road and it can become too late if you're not careful. So when you go into your doctor and you tell them, hey, I'm having trouble sleeping, what kind of things are they going to be asking? What are you looking for as a doctor? Oh, you know, believe it or not, I'm so glad that you asked this question because oftentimes, as we know, stress usually is one of the common factors that affect our sleep. However, we do want to make sure that we're ruling out certain medical conditions. So like I said, you definitely want to check to make sure you don't have diabetes. That's a simple blood sugar test, and that is easy that you can get at your doctor's office. Mm -hmm. You know, for our female patients, you know, especially ones like me who are in our 40s, 
forties and fifties are getting older, we do want to take a look at hormone levels. You know, we're looking at your thyroid. Um, are you dealing with perimenopause or menopause? Those things can be disruptive to your sleep too. And then finally, this is a very simple blood test that I absolutely recommend in all patients, getting a complete blood count. Now, what that means is, is that your red blood cells actually transport oxygen. Mm-hmm. And if your doctor checks your complete blood cell count, he can actually or she can actually determine if you have problems with transporting oxygen. For example, if you have anemia or a sleep condition called obstructive sleep apnea. Mm-hmm. Hey, guess what, folks? That decreases the oxygenation throughout your body. You're actually requiring your body, specifically your heart, to work harder. And again, if it's undiagnosed, untreated, throughout time you can develop major heart problems such as heart failure. That is just so scary to even hear. All right, so let's talk mm-hmm. about not only is sleep important, but how many hours? What do you recommend? You know, a very good question. I mean, studies still show that ideally you want to get a nice good set of seven hours, you know, for for each night. Now, obviously, it's individualized. In fact, it can even vary night to night. Um, I actually tend to track my sleep. You know, there are different devices out there that people can use different apps, but it recommended that I get almost eight hours of sleep last night just because I was exercising. I did a lot of exercise activity. So mm-hmm. it, it varies, but the magical sweet spot is seven to seven and a half hours per night. And when you say seven to seven and a half hours, what about somebody who wakes up a lot during the night? Is that counted as not getting good sleep? Um, you're absolutely right. And then my question to them is, is that, gosh, there is certainly a medical condition or something that's actually contributing to that tossing and turning at nighttime. So that's the real question that I have, not so much the lack of sleep, but why are you not sleeping well? Mm-hmm. And we really want to fix that because, again, even one bad a night of sleep, as you know, we all need to grab our coffee. We can't oh, yeah. function. We don't have energy. We're hungry. We're moody. And it, it just becomes a, you know, we fall apart like a Jenga piece puzzle. Absolutely. I am, I am absolutely that way. Now, what about for people who have jobs where they're not getting a lot of sleep during the week, but they think they can make up for it on the weekend? Yes. You know, I, I, I thank you for bringing that up because I do have concerns for particularly those individuals who work long hours, but even our healthcare workers or those individuals who work the night shift. Mm-hmm. Again, we have a circadian rhythm. And I remember even in residency, it was really difficult, you know, staying awake at nighttime while everybody was asleep. But then I would try to catch up during the daytime. But again, that's where we try to take care of our responsibilities, you know, groceries, right. picking up the kids at school. So again, you know, you really need to understand how can you get that restful sleep. And even though I might understand life happens, but even if you got two hours of real deep sleep is much better if you just try to fake it and try to kind of close your eyes for a few minutes here and there. Mm-hmm. Again, your body just won't be able to keep up over time. Right, right. And I know for so many people, I mean, that is a huge problem. You know, the kids, the mm-hmm. family, the work, all of it, and trying to get that restful mm-hmm. sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I want people to view sleep differently now. Like I said, sometimes we find sleep is, <laughs> this is going to sound funny, kind of an inconvenience 
clients because in the nighttime, we already are thinking about what do I need to take care of the next day? What did I forget to do earlier today? And we're just almost just trying to pass the time. But people really need to take sleep again, just as serious as their diet and exercise. And you'd be amazed at how good of health you are simply by being a master at sleeping well. Yeah, no, it makes absolutely perfect sense. What about alcohol and food before bed? How do those things impact your sleep? Oh, that's that's a great topic. You are absolutely right. You know, I do find that a lot of individuals often use alcohol to help them decompress. But again, that is very disruptive to your sleep. Also eating late at nighttime, like I said, it's going to affect your blood sugar fluctuation. And, you know, if you eat late at nine or 10 o'clock, hey, guess what? You might spike your blood sugar and wake up at two o'clock in the morning. And that is disruptive as well. Um, One thing I also want to point out that we're all guilty of is our cell phones or, you know, computers or, you know, sort of the, I call it the blue light special, you know, are you watching TV? And, and that also interferes with the brain chemistry. And again, you're just not going to get the all four stages of sleep. And I have to give everyone a friendly reminder. Hey, guess what? You can actually burn calories while you sleep. However, if you don't even make it to the deepest stage of sleep, you're totally giving your body an injustice. So um, we want to sort of kind of think about all those um, factors that are interfering with us getting that deep relaxation for our sleep. So getting rid of that blue light, I mean, I you know, you go into the bedroom, you plug in your phone. A lot of us have our alarms mm-hmm. on our phones. So how do you get rid of that blue light then in the bedroom or, or do you need to? Yeah, you know, and honest truth, I've gotten to the point where I will plug my cell phone in a completely different room. It, it just is a, a often a trigger. You know, again, we, we just feel like that notification bell, uh, even if we're not looking at it, we just want to separate that. The second thing is, is that I do have a watch. Uh, there are different, again, activity trackers that have a gentle vibration. So I no longer use an alarm clock. I will switch over to, like I said, the gentle vibration is just an easier method mm-hmm. to wake up. And so that, again, at two o'clock in the morning, I'm not constantly looking at the clock, worrying, what do I need to do as soon as I wake up? Right. You know, and again, um, not everybody is comfortable, but I do recommend an eye mask, a sleep mask to really make sure the room is dark or just make sure your curtains really block out the light. Again, you really want to just almost prime your body and essentially just kind of tell it that it's time to go to sleep Mm -hmm. and your body will, you know, be in that more relaxed state if you get rid of any distractions and triggers around that. Yeah, absolutely. And let's talk about supplements. Are there supplements that can help you have better sleep? Absolutely. Now I'm going to mention some things that are actually probably not as common. I know that people, you know, are familiar with just certain, you know, things such as allergy medication, which I actually don't recommend. You know, it can be dangerous. It can be addictive. Again, allergy medication over time can also contribute to weight gain. Um, some of the more natural supplements that I recommend, number one, magnesium. It's one of my favorite supplements. It is a natural muscle relaxer. It's not going to make you groggy. You know, you still are alert if you need to, but it really just helps you decompress without feeling like you're on a prescription or something that is addictive. Okay, everybody rush to the grocery store, take 200 milligrams at bedtime. (laughs) 
that's my favorite. Okay. The second one, the second one that I recommend that is actually often not uh, mentioned enough. There is an amino acid called 5-HTP. Again, this is available over the counter. Believe it or not, this is a precursor to the brain hormone serotonin. Mm. Again, serotonin is a chemical brain hormone that controls your mood, especially again, we're getting into, you know, the winter. Some people have seasonal blues. Um, for those who do have some anxiety or depression, this is actually a very popular supplement that can not only enhance your sleep, but increase that serotonin so that by the time that you wake up, your mood is refreshed and you're ready to go. Yeah. So we're talking about, you know, the 5-HTP. We're talking about magnesium. You take those before bed and that will help your body. Absolutely. Yeah. And what about as far as those things interacting with other drugs that somebody may be on? Very good question. Again, always, always consult your doctor. You know, obviously I'm available as well, but we do want to make sure that, you know, again, there are herbal supplements that are available, but again, this there is no FDA regulation around that. So you do want to make sure that the supplements you are taking are not interacting with the prescription medications that you're taking. That is a definitely a good point. And Dr. Tran, let's talk a little bit about weight loss. Does losing some weight help you to have a better night's sleep? Oh, absolutely. I mean, exercise, sleep, believe it or not, those are non-diet things that need to be fixed that can actually help you with, again, weight loss and the benefit of getting that rested sleep. So uh, again, I, I, when I work with patients, one of my absolute favorite responsibilities is to actually take patients off medication. Mm. And I often say, believe it or not, sleep and exercise are the new prescriptions of choice. And if you prioritize that, I guarantee you, yes, you can get off blood pressure medicine, diabetes medication, medications for anxiety, depression. I mean, I'm just taking medications off everyone's list, you know, after our programs, because uh, if you just understand how you can naturally, you know, modify your body chemistry, you no longer require these medications that, you know, again, can do some benefit, but can also contribute to some harm as well. All right. And real quick, how many minutes a day do you recommend, Dr. Tran, that someone needs to exercise? You know, I I really recommend at least 30 to 40 minutes, three to four times a week. Now, I know that that's not so easy when you have a full-time job and kids, things like that. Now, I also want people to remember it does not require continuous 30 to 40 minutes. If you squeezed in 10 minutes in the morning, 10 minutes at lunchtime, 10 minutes at nighttime, hey, guess what? That actually counts versus someone who maybe is sedentary for eight hours in a day, but only exercises a couple times a week, I would recommend people just to stay physically active. Believe it or not, that's even far superior than, you know, our weekend warriors who who try to squeeze in all the exercise just in the one or two days on the weekend. Dr. Angela Tran, thank you so much for all the information you had today about exercise and weight loss and definitely about sleep. Where can folks find you if they want more information and maybe to meet up with you? Absolutely. I offer free phone consultations all of our programs are virtual, so they can go to MedFit Medical Weight Loss Clinic. Dr. Angela Tran, thank you so much for your time. I'm Melissa Moore. It's Mile High Magazine. Thank you for being here. I'll see you next Sunday. Go out and be kind to everyone.